for over 30 years. Whether you are interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Parker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds or random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. And your dog replies. Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Nut. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about Nine to Smith Court. This lake resort oasis on 5.16 acres overlooks Lake DeSmith. The layout of this four-bedroom, three-bath home has a master bedroom suite with a walk-in closet and master bath. Nice office and three more bedrooms and two more bathrooms. A large kitchen with an island separates the living room and the family room. Call me Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. She pulled out a Wild Theater, in conjunction with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Sheridan, presents the multi-award-winning Queen of Bluegrass, Rhonda Vincent in the Rage, 7 p.m. Friday, April 21st at Sheridan's Wild Theater. With a passion for music that evolved into a successful career in bluegrass, Rhonda Vincent is a firecracker of talent that powers one of the hottest bands in any genre of music today. As I cry beneath that old misery moves. Don't miss Rhonda Vincent and the Rage, Friday, April 21st at the Wild Theater. Tickets available now at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedaMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo, but you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your hand. The Country Bounty. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Many residents use the trail system here in Sheridan. It's also listed as one of the main features in the area that attracts returning visitors. 
The discovery sessions have taught Sheridan's families everything from how to observe local ecosystems to riding mountain bikes on rough terrain. And who can forget? Explore history. Attracting residents from all over the Sheridan region as they explore the local history and look back through time to learn and discuss what made the Sheridan area so great. And that's not even all the Sheridan Community Land Trust does. Joining me this morning is the Executive Director of SCLT, Brad Bauer. Good morning, Brad, and welcome back to the show, hey, my friend. thanks, Floyd. Good morning it's to you. It's always having you. Are, are you it's uh, one of those situations where you look outside and you just kind of cross your fingers right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the snow being gone, but I'm worried we might get a little bit more. Yeah, I guess what, maybe tonight? More? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, Sheridan County Emergency Management Coordinator Jesse Ludicast was on here with oh, me yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And he was talking about how it actually might uh, rain yeah. on the mountain up top. That could make a lot of water come down. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to spring? I am. Yeah. I think we all are, right? Yeah. Quite a, quite a snowy winter and it just, the snow never went away. We never got those breaks that we're kind of used to, you know, and. I have, um, I have some fruit trees that are coming, and I look at my backyard where I want to put them at, and there's still like three feet of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hope they don't arrive too soon. Like, just, oh, please, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those situations. You work with a team of people who absolutely love the outdoors. It, yeah. So yeah. during the winter... Uh, does everybody get a little bit of cabin fever or are they the type that really take advantage of getting on the mountain when the snow is there? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's fun to see how the team uses all the seasons. Uh, you know, Chris, you know, who's usually here with me, Chris Verba, our marketing director, he's fishing, he ice fishes all year or all winter long. You know, he's busy out there and, and Megan Kent, our conservation program manager, she's cross country skiing and. And, you know, she she used to race with UW on their Nordic team. So she, I think she probably likes winter maybe as much as summer. I don't know. She'd have to, to probably tell me that I'm misinformed on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think, we, you know, we're we're excited as a team to transition to outside stuff, though. You know, our we have lots of programs and lots of uh, community events that we're able to do all winter long, but they take a different flavor when it's summertime and um Boy, I think we're all excited for some summer weather now. It's it's that cabin fever. We yeah. went to a, uh, a flea market over in Johnson County the other weekend, oh, and, yeah. and holy yeah. cow, that yeah. place was full. Was it packed? It was yeah. packed. Yeah. It was yeah. great to see. Yeah. But I I told my wife, I'll bet this place is going to be pretty busy. And boy, I wasn't wrong. Yeah. You know, it, it was even over my estimation. <laughs> I think everybody wanted to be yeah. outside that day. First good warm day in uh, on a weekend. Sure, and and so everyone took advantage of it. Speaking of things that are melting away, when sure. it does come to water, Sheridan Community Land Trust has taken a major interest. I've noticed in probably the past what year, two years, yeah, yeah. in water issues here within our region. Yeah. Um, what what motivated that uh, that move towards that subject? Oh, I mean, it's such national news anymore, right? Water availability oh, yeah. and boy, live, living through last summer, last, uh, you know, uh, into the fall, how, how hot and dry we had last year and how hard it was to come by, you know, water for 
irrigating water for recreation water for wildlife boy we had a we had a, a dry year and we've had some dry years you know and we'll have more dry years you know it's just part of being in the west um helping producers agriculturalists and water users uh better understand the water availability to them better use that water that's available to them was where the the idea of of some of these water projects that we've started uh, incorporating into our work started. Um, we had Megan Kent, who I mentioned earlier, our conservation program manager. She had a, a community survey that went out and talked and asked agriculture producers. We handed it out at community uh, meetings and community events, and you know asked them about various water questions and water um, concerns, and and it was coming from a way of coming from a place rather of you know, is there a spot that the land trust can help uh, alleviate some of these concerns that they might have? Is there, you know, the conservation, Sheridan County Conservation District does a fantastic job on, on water uh, questions as, as does other partners in the area. So we didn't want to duplicate something that's already being done elsewhere. And so that having that survey come back to us and one of the findings of the survey was, it was uh, certainly a concern within the ag community, I think as in general, the community as a whole of, of, of drought. And, and none of the ag producers that completed the survey indicated that even though they were concerned about drought, they didn't have a, a written drought plan. And a lot of that drought planning, you know, um, changes that they might have to make for that season based on water availability or long-term perspectives that they might consider for their operations based on water availability. Yeah, I'm not going to plant this year yeah. because it requires yeah. more water yeah. or exactly. this crop or that exactly. crop. Yeah, and not, we were finding that nobody had that written down. And, you know, that's okay. You know, a lot of a lot of it's in your head, a lot of it's experience, uh, experiential uh, knowledge. But you know, as as we're transitioning to new youth that are coming into to the ag industry, generation transfer of properties into the next generation of farmers and ranchers, or just new community members to Sheridan. Who are trying to figure out how to manage their, you know, their slice of paradise they have here in, in Sheridan County, uh, having that written tool at least is a nice exercise for you to think through. Are there um, uh, trigger issues? You know, is, is it you know we don't have enough water now? Like you're saying, uh, Floyd, you know, we don't have a lot, enough water at this point in the season, so maybe we need to make these changes for for later in the season so that we're prepared. And you know, we it was neat to do this project, this work on this drought uh, planning uh, document um, that, you know, you can download from our website and you can use it to help guide you, your own decision making. It was, we were able to have, we we're lucky enough to have a Scott intern through this Sheridan College, um, Carter Duberly work on it with us. And he worked with a variety of ag producers across the, the community um, to help us think through to make this tool as useful as, as possible. So he worked with Zach Koltiska, Matt McMeans, and John Buyak, McCade Brown, and Alan Duberly, and they all gave their perspective on um, on this drought planning tool. Um, so that we hope that it's a useful tool for these for for decision making. But we certainly know it's um, not complete, and there's we always accept feedback on it as well. To you know what what their what your perspective might be on on changes that could be incorporated in, into this document to help that next generation, or there's new, those new people to the property, so that they're managing our landscape as best that they can. 
you know, when you guys were sitting around and kind of planning this from from your perspective, from the leadership perspective, uh, did you kind of have them go in a room, sit down and, and trying to explore drought from just about every angle that they possibly could? Or was it more about they approached you with the idea and said, you know what, we've got this fantastic plan. It's in development. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were you gave feedback. Boy, I wish I remembered the story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of it probably stemmed from my time before this role that I have with the land trust when I worked with Extension Service. I worked with Montana University Extension Service there and got to see some of the tools that that uh, were developed in those communities, um, dashboards and different documents that help, um, from that perspective, we're helping agriculture producers make some decisions and looking at our own set of opportunities here in Wyoming and thinking, well, there's a, there's a gap there, right? And so we often, the land trust has had um, good success in, in taking great ideas from other communities and applying them here. And this is one that we were able to see that um, other places have a similar tool set, similar tools, and, uh, and we could help bring that uh, set of knowledge or set of experiences to this community and why reinvent yeah, the exactly. wheel, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, yeah. it's the information yeah. is there, and and you can download it and you can get that. Now, when when you sat down with your team, um, and and you you might not have this information, but was there an aspect about drought that was so specific to the area that they had to go off and kind of gain that knowledge? Yeah. from there was that, and that's where that having those you know those list of of advisors that Carter tapped into those, those local farmers and ranchers, that's that they were able to ground the planning document, the drought planning document in the Sheridan County landscape reality. You know. So there's two great reports that you can get now folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they're absolutely useful. Uh, the Sheridan County drought report and the uh, Sheridan County water supply report. Yeah. These are both extremely good tools. And they base a lot of the information off of previous years and, and what uh, these individuals can see is going on in the climate right now. Where do you gather a lot of this information from? The, the water supply report, that's that, so that's pulling from a wide sources. And that's, that's the primary utility of this document is that um, the water supply report, which we, we partner with University of Wyoming now to publish, um, and, and have an intern there helping us develop it every month. And it comes out the fifth of the month and you can sign up and it comes right to your email inbox as a PDF. It, the information is publicly available. Just like, as I mentioned though, from a wide number of sources, so you'd you, have to go you, look you, you could it. go and spend, you know, several hours uh, running around the internet and, um, you know, going places like NOAA or National Wildlife Service or National uh, Weather S Service and compile a lot of the same information on your own. We're just making it easier for you. Absolutely. We're putting it in one place for you um, and pulling out some of the summary information. So in that water supply report, there's a page towards the end, kind of an appendix that will take you to that root data, to that raw data. If you wanted to dig deeper on certain questions or um, certain sources of information, it's all right there. We're just trying to digest it for you to make, you know, snappier decisions for you. 
So, yeah. But if it doesn't go into the detail that I need, you yeah. certainly pointed oh, yeah. the direction yeah. to And that's to the head neat down. thing about it. You know, it, you, you can print it off for certain. Um, but there's, there's clickable links on in the document as well. So it makes it easy for you to follow through as you would like on a website, you know, you can click on this to go learn more sort of thing. Yeah. It's a fantastic tool. Yeah, pretty cool. uh, I've, yeah. I've, you know, jumped on there and kind of clicked around myself. I, I do like the, the setup. I don't know half of what I'm looking at, Brad, I'll admit <laughs> that. But for those who are dealing with this situation every day, whose livelihoods yeah. depend upon yeah. this, I mean, that is a wealth of information. And now with this new drought report, uh, I, can, I can at least get an idea of of what the environment might hand me this year or or next year yeah and, yeah. I, and I can see with the water supply report you know it, certainly it's really directed towards uh water decision makers you know agricultural users of water but um if you got pretty savvy with it i'm sure you could help you figure out where you want to float your canoe or your kayak too. So. <laughs> exactly yeah. it can be used yeah. by recreationalists yeah. absolutely yeah. all right we're gonna have more with the sheridan community land trust after this stay with us is here and so is the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to a larger home, or thinking about a remodeling project but need help with financing, our experienced, friendly, and fast mortgage team will show you a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and services to get you started. So this weekend, support our local home builders and attend the home show at the Ramada Plaza. We're committed to making home happen. First Federal Bank and Trust, investing in our community for over 88 years. Member FDIC. It's time for the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Check this week's Country Bounty for the official Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show magazine filled with this weekend's show vendors and events. You'll also find articles on tree care, decking trends, improvements that will add value to your property, and much, much more. The Home Show magazine. Find it in this week's Country Bounty. In an idealized, seductively mythical Vienna of the past, a wise woman of the world is involved with a much younger lover. She is ultimately forced to accept the laws of time, giving him up to a pretty young heiress. Find out how it all unfolds in the Metropolitan Opera's presentation of Strauss's most popular opera, De Rosen Cavalier. 10 a.m. Saturday, April 22nd at Sheridan's Wild Theater. We are so ready for spring, and here's a sign that it's actually on its way. The 2023 Home and Garden Show is happening April 21st through 23rd at the Sheridan Ramada Plaza. Whether it's something new or all of those spring projects, your new dream patio, a whole new kitchen, or maybe a new roof, this show will help you get started. The Home and Garden Show sponsored by the Bighorn Home Builders Association of Sheridan, whose members are committed to promoting the highest standards in the building industry. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. At Sheridan Memorial Hospital, our volunteers are part of our culture. 
our patient experience, our family. Their friendly greetings and genuine smiles, kind hearts and overwhelming support to all those they encounter are what complete the heart of our organization. Each of our volunteers are so unique, yet bonded by their kindness and generosity to serve. During National Volunteer Month, we would like to acknowledge and thank all of our volunteers for their dedication to providing excellent patient-centered care to our community. Sheridan Memorial Hospital, medical excellence right here at home. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guest this morning is the executive director of Sheridan Community Land Trust, Brad Bauer. In the introduction of the show, I did talk about the extensive trail system here in Sheridan. It's something that so many people take advantage of every year there's people out on that thing even during winter uh you know you see folks out there our own uh, our court city reporter here uh ron richter he is out there all the time is he that oh he loves it he loves that trail system he's got uh he he puts a lot uh into his bike into his mountain bikes and boy he loves doing that stuff he should be reporting so we have this the facebook group this it's shared in trail conditions and and it's kind of a community fed uh, you know, hey, what's the trail like over there? You know, it's not just our trails; it's other, you know, Forest Service trails and truck trails in Buffalo. But uh, he could be our like star reporter. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd probably jump on that. He's uh, he he really is. He takes advantage of the trail system quite a bit, and I know there's so many other people who do. Yeah. Um, a lot of work has been done to this trail system, uh, even since I put my butt in this chair, yeah. Brad. There's been yeah. a lot done. Yeah. Uh, could you kind of catch us up on maybe even just the last year's activities out there on that? Yeah, so we uh, we have some exciting news when it comes to trails, at least internally for me it's exciting. We have a, we have a new uh, recreation program manager starting. So starting May 1st, uh, Jared Koenig will be a part of our team, and he'll be year-round with us. So that's going to be a really interesting opportunity for the Land Trust as we uh, continue to serve our part of our mission that's about recreation access and having that extra space of having a year-round employee, which has previously been a, a seasonal position. It will give us ability to um, continue to have consistency within the relationships that Jared's going to be able to develop and, and uh, establish. And then just kind of think more broadly about what does recreation access mean for our community. But the last year, um, we had last year we had Will Dutcher as our uh, trail program manager, and Will did a fantastic job. He he oversaw um, probably I think it was about four or five new miles of trail that were built in the red grade trail system. So that's west of Buff or west of uh, Bighorn, up in the mountains. Uh, it's part of this larger multi-year project that we've been working on, which which when all done will be about 28 miles of hiking, biking, and equestrian. Wow. And we're about halfway, a little over halfway at this point. Most of the parking lots are built now as well. Uh, we saw, how many parking lots did we see last year? I'm kind of blending years. At least one, maybe three <laughs> parking lots built last year. Um, this year, uh, we'll have uh, two contractors out up up in that area in regular trail system, again, working west of uh, Bighorn, they're going to finally make the connection between the upper trails that we've been developing, upper recreate trails that we've been developing for the last couple of years, and the lower recreate trails that have been uh, completed since 2017. So we'll finally be able to park at the bottom, if you so choose, and go all the way out to Bear Gulch uh, east at this point. Well, not at this point, but at the end of the summer, which will be, it, it's going to be, you know, if you want to do 
a long walk, a short walk. There's lots of parking lots in the in the middle. You know, lots of shorter versions you can do. You can usually get a um, a great view overview of you know the country, either the high country or the valley, from parking lot or you know shortly from the parking lot, maybe half a mile of if, if that's the distance you want to go. But having this larger trail system will also allow you know there to be um, running events, running races, I guess that's the word I'm looking for, or biking races in the future, and just other ways to serve that community that's looking for recreation. And then we'll finally get, in the years to come, a connection for the equestrian users from that lower country to that higher country as well. Get horses up. Yeah, we'll get horses. So there's a portion of the trail already is open to equestrian users. Um, It's up on top of the mountain right now, so the goal has always been for all the users on the non-motorized users on the trail system to be able to access all of the trails if they if they so choose from the bottom country and go up up the hill if they want to and to make a half day ride a whole day ride. yeah yeah we we still have um a little bit of trail west of town on our soldier ridge trail system that we want to develop um it will be a, a, a connector that comes out of kendrick golf course and it'll take you out to midway out on the soldier ridge trail system that takes you into uh the trail that's called the the um the link and the kicking horse, kind of the junction of the, those two trails. Hoping to build those this summer with, uh, we have a handful of interns and some volunteers and, and Jared, who I mentioned earlier. But uh, on May 20th, we'll be doing a planting, a tree planting with the city of Sheridan and the tree board uh, at the golf course there. The trail eventually will skirt behind these newly planted trees and these tra- trees that we're putting in, um, which we worked with, with Landon's to help get um They'll provide a screen for the golfers uh, and, and the hikers and the bikers as well so that you can have those two uses in close proximity but um, have a little bit of a buffer from each other as well. So Won't be able to see the guys golfing sure on the not. links out yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, unless if it's somebody that did a really poor job putting, then you make, make sure you say <laughs> something to them. So <laughs> that would be me putting, I'm sure. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, you know, that's, that's a volunteer opportunity with a couple different partners, which is awesome. Like that's how we get things done is the hand, you know, partners are critical. We, we work with a whole wide suite of partners, but volunteers are really the backbone of the organization. The hands on yeah. the yeah. troops in the trench yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Isn't it? And it's kind of neat. Like this tree planting, you know, not only are you going to be helping us plant trees, uh, you know, that, that morning, 8am, um, but you're, You'll learn from the experts when it comes to tree planting. I know I've planted a lot of trees in my yard, and I've watched a lot of them die over the years. And so, you know, I'm sure there's there's probably a skill set there that I don't have. And so, you know, getting to plant trees with the actual city arborist is pretty cool. So, you know, they, they can tell you what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> my my father was was great about that. Uh, I don't know how he got those trees to grow in his yard years ago. Yeah. But there's lilacs everywhere. He's got apple trees, you name it. And I could say the same, but my family, I'm from eastern Iowa originally, and it was the stories of the trees in the backyard were, oh, we just stuck them in the ground and walked away. And like, hey, look at that thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it just it, nature did the rest, yeah, yeah, right? We have a little more precip there than we do here. It's a little more challenging. Country, so, yeah. Now, uh, we've also got Explore History coming up in May. What's going to be talked about? Uh, May, we're going to have the Historic Sheridan Railroad District walking tool. This is pretty neat. So um, the, there's a lot of history that's just in, you know, around the Sheridan Inn, uh, that part of the, the town. Um, Carrie will be leading this walking tour on Tuesday, May 9th uh, th- from, with the hub at, at 10.30 a.m. 
And then it will also be at the Sheridan Inn's porch on May 27th at 10.30 to noon, both of those. Um, these walking tours are, tours are pretty neat. We have a couple others now, and she's developing a few more. Um, history lives out in the country, out in the in the community, and it's awesome to be able to go and like experience history in a tangible way where you can see it and you can feel it. You know, and, and Books and museums are awesome. They provide lots of context for learning our history, but this adds another element to experiencing our history. One of my favorite sites is, is up there at the fort. Yeah. You know, um, I, I went there on an army trip, uh, first time I'd been there and because we were members of the service and we were a small unit at the time, they took us out to all these different areas and it was just amazing to stand there and read aloud the history that had taken place on that spot. And it really helps to put things into perspective. Yeah. You know, they've got uh, like a night tour type of thing that they usually do oh, cool, out really? there. Yeah. And yeah. standing out there, I, I kind of wandered off by myself and just thought, you know, being out there alone, no one's coming to rescue you. You're, you're facing all yeah. kinds of dangers. Yeah. You know, the bravery of these individuals that were out there at that fort. And it's it's just... Like you said, it gives it a different perspective yeah, when, yeah. when you're standing there and hearing the howls in the night, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing to yeah. do. It's, and I would suggest anybody do it. You know, if you get a chance to go to these locations and, and look at history the way that the people who made it look at it, yeah, yeah. it changes the way you will look at it. And it's really interesting to do. Uh, Brad, I greatly appreciate you being here. Are you going to stick around with me for yeah, the I second will. part? Yeah. Fantastic. All right. After the break, we're going to be joined by Dr. Julie Reeder, Executive Director of Science Kids. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Spring is here, and so is the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to a larger home, or thinking about a remodeling project but need help with financing, our experienced, friendly, and fast mortgage team will show you a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and services to get you started. So this weekend, support our local home builders and attend the home show at the Ramada Plaza. We're committed to making home happen. First Federal Bank and Trust, investing in our community for over 88 years. Member FDIC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. This is Logan Bishop with the Best Real Estate Team bringing you the best tip of the week. It's spring on the calendar, but it sure doesn't feel like spring is in the air. But for you buyers and sellers that have been waiting for the hot spring real estate market, don't let this discourage you. Take this chance to finish your DIY projects, prep your home, start cleaning and packing early, and most importantly, start conversations with the professionals. To talk with a trusted realtor or to get in touch with other great real estate vendors, call the best team at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net. Proudly brokered by EXP. We're getting ready to tee it up. The grass is greening up and things are happening at Kendrick Golf Course. 
Kendrick looks to be in great shape, and the clubhouse is prepped and ready for use. While there are a lot of new things happening, rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Golf Course Sheridan's best golf value. Whether you're an avid golfer or someone just picking up the game, Kendrick is a perfect place for you. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. It's Captain Clean here, and so is the rain, snowmelt, and discovering what damage this super cold winter wreaked on your water pipes and hose bibs. If you find unexpected water or moisture in your home or business, call Captain Clean. Our experts are trained and certified and have tons of experience with water damage. If you find water, call Captain Clean, 672-0726, your local water damage experts. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong, things are breaking on the daily, and you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wire Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wirerenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Wyoming has a broad spectrum of terrain, ecosystems, flora, and fauna. From the peaks of the Rocky Mountains to the high mountain red deserts, and the basin with hills and low mountains. The Cowboy State offers an outdoor experience that people travel the world to see. Science Kids is a program that wants to get the kiddos outside to learn and experience the greatness of our area. And joining me for the second part of the show this morning is the Executive Director of Science Kids, Dr. Julie Reeder. Good morning, Dr. Reeder. Thank Um, you for joining me and Brad. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, can you tell us how you became involved with Science Kids? Is this something that you came up with or or something that you worked your way into? Mm, Science Kids was founded in 2009 by Sarah Mentok, um, and she was interested in offering educational moments for kids in our community in the sciences. I started teaching with science kids probably around 2014 or so, and then was on the board for a while. And when Sarah made the brave choice to retire, she called me up and said, would you do this? Would you be executive director? And I said, yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm, this is my third season in that role. So I've played all of those roles from teacher to board member to chair to executive director. Now, PhD, uh, mm-hmm. what, what is your PhD in? Biology and ecology. Fantastic. So. No better spot, right? <laughs> exactly. So it sort of blends all sorts of facets of who I am and my specialty and expertise and skill set into one job. Did you teach at the collegiate level before you took on science mm-hmm. kids? Yeah, in fact, that's my that's my most comfortable audience. If I'm if I'm teaching and working with people, it's those college age students. Um, but I also love teaching with the little kids. I do look in awe though at the educators in our program and and because they have a way with those young people and turning them on and getting them excited about learning that 
I don't have. So, <laughs> <laughs> so better for me to be executive director and recruit this fabulous group of educators to help teach these classes for kids. I uh, took some biology classes in college, and I can remember heading up to camp during the summer and uh, taking my daughter and the nieces and nephews out, and we'd go out and find lichens and find me some moss. <laughs> and, you know, now let's explore the difference between the two. The look on their faces was just amazing. This mm. this little, what we consider a little tiny piece of knowledge just mm. opened up a whole new world for so many kids. I Absolutely. Mean, that's really got to be a driving factor behind what you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we say that, right? We say outdoors plus kids plus these passionate educators just means effortless learning. The kids are learning and they don't even know it. They're, they're so joyful and plunking around in the water and the creeks and the ponds and exploring the little riparian zones along the rivers and going out into sagebrush or four landscapes. They're just having a blast exploring. And and then we're laying content and, and educational experiences over the top of that. And they're learning along the way. And, you know, it's going to be that situation. They're going to be sitting in, in their biology course when they're 19, 20 years old, and they're going to reach all the way back to science kids for that one answer. And I know that's going to happen more than once. I Trust think so. Me. How has this program grown over the last couple of years? Well, we've, we've gone through some serious changes, actually. We've, um, we've been partnering with the Land Trust, my gosh, since 2014, I think we started offering class called Young Explorers. And then 2016 came Unplug and and Science Kids has gone through sort of growth periods and retraction periods. We, and now we're sort of reconcentrating our efforts in Sheridan and Sheridan County. Um, we're running two buses this year for the first time ever. We've got 40% more classes than we've had in past wow. years. We're trying to reach out to that age group that I think is quite critical, the 12 to 14-year-old junior high kids. Oh, yeah, a that's, a tough, that's a tough crowd. But 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 they're signing up, and so we've got a new class for them called Mineral Miners and Fossil Finders, and then we're going to take them to the dinosaur dig site. Oh, cool! That's amazing. Buffalo. So we're we're trying we're trying to expand what we have here locally, and at the same time, um, putting a lot of effort and um, energy into a partnership we have with Wyoming PBS. And that's resulted in this great online educational series called Nature Why. So that's a reach across the state, across the nation that wow. we've never had before. How did that come about? Because that it's is a great that's story. fascinating. It's a great story. So Carol Garber lives here in Bighorn, and she is um, the, a person who does the educational outreach and PBS learning media portion of Wyoming PBS. And she knew of us. During the time of the pandemic, they'd launched a program with Wyoming authors reading their children's books um, in little video skits and answering a few questions. And she thought, oh, we should do that with science. That would be kind of fun. And approach science kids. And out of those very beginning conversations, early 2021, has come this amazing program. So we have these little short format videos. They're, they're, they're real kids in our real classes with our real <laughs> educators. Nothing is scripted. It's all organically caught on film. And then we've been working, you know, really tirelessly over the last couple of years to craft those into these little video episodes. They, they're aligned with little online activity guides for parents and guardians. And then they're, they're also paired with lesson plans that are um, aligned with state and national standards for educators We've run a, won a big national award from the Public Media Awards um, 
for an educational resource in the classroom. It's great stuff. That is great stuff. If if there's some parents or guardians out there listening right mm-hmm. now and they're like, you know what? I want to do that. Where do I go to find that? Um, the Wyoming PBS website's the best spot. So it's www.wyomingpbs slash nature Y spelled N-A-T-U-R-E-W-Y for Wyoming. Fantastic. Wow. That that's what a great development that, that came out. Another great development, you're wearing a sweater right here, is yeah. unplugged. <laughs> I wore my sweater just for today. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of, of good things about this program. Gets kids outside. Can you tell me about Unplugged? Yeah, Unplug is this great partnership between the Sheridan Community Land Trust and Science Kids. It started 2015, 2016, and the concept was to unplug from screens and electronic devices and get outside. And and it's really a program that caters to learners in a quite broad age group from 2 to 102. <laughs> Everybody's welcome. Every, everyone can learn. <laughs> Kids Everybody's of all welcome. ages. Kids yeah. of all ages, yeah. lifelong learners. And um, and we we come up with a list of topics every year and, and uh, offer an event maybe once a month or so. Yep. Yeah. And and the idea is just to pull on educators in the region who can offer a learning moment in the sciences for our communities. Doc, how do you come up with your topics? Uh, do mm-hmm. you have a team? You sit there and you, you go down the list, or, or is it just kind of you? It's a joint effort yeah, between yeah. our two organizations. Seems like Julie and Chris visit about it in the, in the winter and, and, and kind of reflect on the, you know, we have a little bit of momentum now, a couple of years, you know, it's been going for, I guess, getting close to a decade now, but... Mm-hmm. Which ones went well, which ones had a lot of turnout, which ones maybe had a little softer turnout and kind of just explore it that way. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think there's a little bit of uh, um, ones that we liked ourselves. See, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's true, I was too. just going to ask, if you sit around yeah. and you get curious about something, you're like, you know what, we should do an unplug on that. Yeah. Just, yes. just so I can learn more about yes. this. It, well, you know, a lot of people say the best way to learn is to teach. Uh, and, and that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's how I used to learn math. I, I would try to learn the concept and then I would try to teach my daughter. Neither uh-huh. one of us ever ended up picking up anything, but it was a good attempt. Now, uh, with the, it, you learned something there, it, something, yeah, it wasn't math. even if it was just experience itself, right? Dad knows how to use a whiteboard. That's <laughs> now with the addition of this, this, uh, second bus, when did it hit you that you were like, you know, I'm going to have to get another vehicle. There's so many kids coming. Well, gosh. So last year, um, when we opened registration, we had a class for 12 kids sell out in eight minutes. Wow. Eight minutes time in two hours, every seat was sold 120 seats. Um, and so we, we know there's a need in our community. It's really twofold. It's a need for basic child care. Yeah. Um, but, but, and, and we clearly, we serve that purpose in a way, but our mission really is different than basic child care. It's getting kids out and really having them learn and pick up content and experience things they would never get the chance to experience. So, um, so the need is there and we felt now was the time that we could expand and get a second bus running um, we in in that process we've closed down one campus that we were running in Cody, Wyoming, and and sort of reconcentrated our efforts here. Um, right now we're sold out again, save for five seats, and now we've wow. got 187 seats sold. Um, so 
so the need is there. I think people are hungry for, for valuable, high-quality experiences for their kids. For science kids, we're trying to fill that need or that void with really high-caliber, high-quality classes taught by experts who have really rich knowledge bases and the ability to share what they love with children. And, you know, I can remember some of my fondest memories, and and, and other people might disagree with me on this, but, you know, being at the various colleges that I've attended at the universities, if you got a good lecturer, Mm -hmm. boy, they held your attention for an hour and a half. Two hours. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's so easy, and and I do realize that can be very you know topical or or very subject based interest. But if you've got an intriguing teacher, boy, you pull away so much knowledge from that experience, even if it's just something brief, two three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine what these experts are able to do with these kids. One of these days, I'd love to go out there with you. I you think that would be us. a fantastic experience. You're to welcome be out anytime. There. To seeing, you know, seeing the the looks of, of wonder and excitement on the kids' face is just, it's amazing to see as they learn these yeah, things. Yeah, and I mean, one glance at some of these videos for Nature Why and you see that. The kids are just so excited. And they know a lot, too. I mean, we're learning along with them in the moment. Um, but I think you're, you're spot on. The, 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 um, gift an educator can give to another person and the exchange that happens can be really life-changing. And that's happening in our classes. We, we have one young fellow who um, the first year he took this class called Bug Out was terrified of insects. The whole class is about insects and catching insects. He was terrified. I watched him walking around like with his net, not swinging or catching a thing. And finally, Cedric opened up. And guess what? He's in the class again this year. He's just <laughs> oh, so that excited. Is amazing. He's, he's, he's overcome his fear of insects. He's completely engaged and excited about it. And and I think those moments happen too. And and in part, that's that's the gift that these educators are providing. For you. And you know, you could be opening up new pathways to kids that Absolutely. they, you know, yeah. may not have even considered exactly. in the past. Exactly. And now, you know, say, take that child right there, could want to go on and study bugs for the rest of exactly. his life. All and of that's it, what we from. hope. We we hope ultimately that that, and the land trust does this as well. I feel like we're we're hopefully inviting stewards of the future, people who care and love about, love Wyoming, love Mm. these open spaces. And because they gain some knowledge and experience, they then want to protect those spaces and keep the beauty of Wyoming and those wild landscapes intact for the future. Exactly. Exactly. Laying the foundation for tomorrow. Uh, When I was a little kid, I attended OMSI. Um, It is a science program over in Oregon. And it opened up a whole new world for me. Uh, mm. You know, that's what got me my interest in space and astrology, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, in astronomy, mm-hmm. and and looking at astrophysics and trying to understand how the universe actually works. Uh, and and I think all we did was talked about what's a black hole, and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom! You know, it was yeah. it was the exact opposite. It just opened up the whole universe for me. And. Now, every chance I get, I, I try to gain a little bit more knowledge on this. Now, uh, we did talk about nature, why, and how parents can utilize that to expand their kids' knowledge of science and local wildlife. And that's always a great thing, too. This is very local. This deals with science 
wildlife, biology, ecosystems right out the back door. Mm -hmm. Uh, So kids can go home after this, head to their backyard and find those same bugs, find those same rocks. Exactly. Uh, What do we have coming up in Science Kids this year? What are we looking at for this year's programming? Well, we have a broad suite of classes for kids ages 6 to 8, 9 to 12, and 12 to 14. All of those classes are sold out, save for that 12 to 14 age group. We're covering anything from agriculture and botany to zoology and paleontology. So our our classes will start in June and run through August. Um, In the meantime, we've got unplug events that we're those aren't sold out. So those, those are, are know, not those you sold just out. can show up and, and, and participate. And, and the first one is in April 27th at 5 to 6 p.m. You meet at Sportsman's Warehouse. And we're going to go look at uh, uh, herons and as they're coming back home uh, to, to roost in their rookery. And Julie actually is going to be our expert. She's going to be the leader on that one. And that's really exciting. Like it, 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 There's this big tree, cottonwood, I think it is, that's just what south of uh, Brunage Lane there, and it's got all these piles of sticks in it. Somebody referenced it to me yesterday as like the Mary Poppins tree or something like that. <laughs> that's their homes. That's their that's their nest. So you know that's the first time you can come to one of these unplugs. And there's one every generally every month from then on through the end of summer. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, there's there's no sign up. Please come. You know, and 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 testament to to science kids. You know, her programs are all sold out. These ones are of similar, same caliber, exciting opportunities for the community to come and and you don't have to worry about being uh, turned away at the door. So, Mm Absolutely. Now, uh, so what are the dates on going out and visiting the Herons one more time? April 27th from 5 to 6. And then we're going to hope to return and see fledglings. And that's... July 19th from 6 to... 7 p.m. Also meeting at Sportsman's Park going out there. And we're hoping the fledglings will be big enough that as we're standing at ground level, we'll be able to see How their little... How big are blue herons when they're like... They're like four and a half feet tall. My they're goodness. Big. My they're goodness, big. that's a big bird. They're big, but they only weigh six pounds. Isn't that remarkable? Wow. Yeah. What is they're... their... What are, Estimate their wingspan average. I think it's about six feet or so. Oh, just, yeah. I'll bet that's just beautiful to they're, see. They're amazing. But we also have a curious thing happening this year at the rookery. So there's a pair of bald eagles that have decided to cause some trouble. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they are trying to claim one of the top nests awesome. in the tree. Yeah. And they probably don't get along seen, so well then, huh? Well, it's really, I, I've been reading up on it because I thought, goodness sakes, what's going to happen? But, I got um, to take yep, off, but yep, uh, yep. I greatly appreciate you. And that bald eagle drama, I want to hear more about this. <laughs> Come April 27th, <laughs> you'll see some exciting things. Dr. Reader, Brad, thank you both so much for coming in here and uh, spending some time with us. Thanks, Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very it. much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds 
or a random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Let's get those paintbrushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Vehicles are coming and vehicles are going out. The lot of wear in Sheridan Chevrolet constantly moving with new and used vehicles. If you don't see what you're looking for, ask. The team of Shane, Mike, John, Nolan, and Tim are here to help you find the perfect ride for your lifestyle. Check out the back page of this week's Country Bounty for a page full of top quality vehicles or search online Sheridan Chevrolet. Better yet, stop by 107 East Alger and see this Massive inventory wearing Sheridan Chevrolet 107 East Alger. Have you ever heard that spring is nature's way of saying, let's party? That said, Handel Service Center is now featuring quick turnaround time on spring tune-ups on your 4x4 side-by-side or dirt bike. You gotta get out there, pards. Heck yeah, but you gotta get back again, too. So get that machine into Handel's on Sheridan's Heartland Drive and get it fixed up, tuned up, zooped up to righteous dependable. It's spring, and by golly, at the end of the day, you should smell like dirt. Get out there and get back again, but get the Handel Service Center first. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and that means it's time to stand up and support children and families at the Light of Hope Breakfast. Help us celebrate this year's Champion for Children, St. Peter's Episcopal Church, and join us for a morning of inspiration, community, and some delicious breakfast. While the breakfast is on us, we ask those in attendance for a contribution to help support Compass's vital work in our community. Let's come together to make a difference in the lives of children and families. Don't wait. Reserve your spot by calling 675-2269 and join us for a morning of hope and inspiration. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-